Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right. Maybe the intro isn't going to work. Hold on. Let's try this again. There we go. Welcome, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Wager Well, the quality does not sound as good as it used to. It got deleted. We had it re-added. Sorry for the beginning of the show, everybody. I wasn't playing. I talked. Then the intro came through. Either way, like it says, welcome to Wager Vision. On uh, another fabulous hump day, about to talk about all kinds of NFL, NBA, NCAA football, probably maybe even talk about a little bit about the playoff committee, um, and recap the week that was. If you have been listening the past two weeks, uh, not humble brag, but I am on fire. So, you know, that probably means I'm due to have a bad week. So this might be the week to fade me. But uh, as always, uh, Paul's not in this week, but Cam is. So, as always, everybody, uh, Cam, what's happening, bud? What's going on, guys? Um, happy to be back. Love talking the NFL and college football and all that. Sports betting podcast. And, yeah, just happy to be back here on a Wednesday. And go ahead and follow me on Twitter if you want to see who I'm betting on. You want to hear my sports opinions on Twitter, at Cameron Covers. Boomer, how'd you do last week? I did awesome. Uh, so if, if you've listened to the show or if you haven't, we do a we give out five picks of the week, value from five hundred on the way down to one hundred. I won every single bet last week, but my hundred dollar bet Woo! plus went three and two. Yeah, plus went three and two in my NFL picks, uh, putting my grand total of our two weeks now up to two thousand. I'm up two thousand dollars. Cameron, do you know Cameron? Do you know how you did last week? I did. I did my own accounting this time. Uh, so last week I, I netted 400 bucks, 400 wager vision dollars. And then uh, this past week I was down a hundred. So 300 up 300 on the, on the year since we've been tracking this, this new system here. So that is not correct. a horrible week. Exactly I would I would have, I would have liked to uh, hit that green Bay money line and was kind of upset that they fumbled. Um, I really thought that Aaron Rodgers was, was going to be able to cover that game for me, but that's all right. It is what it is. You can't hit those flyers every time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Paul's not with us today, but he's, after the first week he was negative $300. He is now negative 1000 So hopefully you paid him if you listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, he lost. Dipping on, into the college fund. Uh, Yep, he lost on Bengals minus four and a half over the Packers fifty six and a half because of the kneel down. Uh, Virginia Tech minus three and Vikes minus one. He only won the Skins pick him, and he, he used to hate the Skins. <laughs> now he's riding or dying with him. I think that was like two weeks in a row they covered for him, and 
it's pretty funny. Uh, but being down a thousand dollars is not funny. So hopefully we can. Paul listens to me and you this week and picks uh, what he likes and gets the winners and gets that bankroll back up in real life. Hopefully. Um, well, I know but, I know he uh, claims he's on on a trip on business, but it just seems like a coincidence that you know his worst <laughs> week of the year he happens to be off the show. He'll be back on an undisclosed week, but we'll welcome yeah. back welcome him back with open arms. Well, of course, we everybody loves a lovable loser, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, we will uh, start off. I don't you you haven't even been doing the pick five anymore, have you? No, I haven't. I've just been doing the the wager vision five picks. Yeah. So we might as well start off and go ahead and hit us with your five hundred dollar pretty much camera on guarantee of the week. Uh, who do you got for your five hundred dollar bet? Yeah, I don't want to say it's a guarantee, but I I have been hitting these five hundred dollar picks in the in the past few weeks. So I, I love another one this week. Staying in the NFL. I'm going uh, Kansas City at Cleveland. Cleveland is plus nine at home, but I'm more interested in the total here, Boomer, which is sitting at 51.5 right now. This is way too high. I'm all over the under 51.5 for a couple of reasons. First of all, I think the Browns' offense is pretty mediocre. Uh, You know, checking out some of their stats, they're 29th in yards per play, 23rd in points per game. Baker Mayfield, he struggled versus Pittsburgh last week, just 180 yards passing. That's not going to get it done in today's NFL. And then also, they've got a new coach and offensive coordinator to install. Hugh Jackson is out. Everyone heard the news. Todd Haley is out, too, which kind of shocked me because he's had quite a bit of success in the NFL. Both of those guys are sent packing. And so I think it's going to really impact their scoring this week with a rookie quarterback. Uh, the new, um, you know, fill-in at, at offensive coordinator and head coach. And then last point here, Tyreek Hill uh, for Kansas City. I think he really makes their offense tick. He's week-to-week with a groin injury. I don't think he's going to play. I think Andy Reid is going to do the right thing and say, look, we're playing the Browns this week. We can probably win without him. They're gearing up for a deep playoff run. So I don't think he's going to play. For all those reasons, I love the under 51.5. This just seems way too high for a Cleveland Browns game. Yeah, so for me, at the beginning of the year, I was kind of betting over-unders in the NFL. Um, With all the offense and everything, I haven't been touching over-unders at all. Uh, Besides, I think, besides the Patriots versus Chiefs a a while ago, I haven't been touching them because I just don't know what to do with any of these over-unders. So for me, the over-under, I, I wouldn't even know what to do. I think you are probably right because the only way that um, Cleveland's going to be able to move the ball with a defensive coordinator now as their head coach, offense coordinator, I mean, obviously they're going to be trying to stick with the same system, but you're giving somebody the play calling for a team uh, that's probably never called plays before. So you you know they're going to run the ball a ton. Uh, the only way that there's going to be a lot of points then is if they break huge runs, uh, you know, against that Kansas City terrible defense. That's the only scary part is if the defense is really bad. Uh, I think Nick Chubb is a pretty decent running back, so he might be able to break some runs, but they also still have to punch it in the end zone. Um, for me, I love Kansas City minus the nine, actually. Uh, it's not my $500 pick, but I just like it. I think uh, I saw a stat the other day, the Browns, after firing their head coach, two and nine against the spread all time. Um, <laughs> so it's it's kind of in your favor. Uh, so 
I, I just think it, the whole thing has turned into a disaster. The Browns all of a sudden went from being looking like they're having a decent season to now being the wor- worst, looking worse than the Raiders, <laughs> which is hard to do. Uh, they did it in an instant, yeah. uh, you know, firing both of them and making all this drama when they're actually finally having an okay kind of season. Uh, you know, they had a tough schedule and pulled out those two wins. But, yeah, so I, I'm not going to – I really argue against you. I just am kind of really off on over-unders in the NFL. That's kind of something I just don't touch anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. We all know scoring is way up in the NFL this year. I mean, I'm looking at some of these spreads this week. Uh, sorry, some of these totals this week. The Bears-Bills game, which I, I've got another pick on later in the show, the total's 37.5. And, and, look, I get it. Yep. Neither of those teams are, you know, high-flying offenses, and he has some good defenses in that game, too. But it's, it's so easy with these penalties, um, you know, defensive pass interference, all this to extend drives. And for teams, even with bad quarterbacks like the Bills, they're going to find a way to put up like, you know, 17, 20, 21 points. And then all of a sudden you've got your over uh, ticket cashing in. So, I, yeah, I, I agree. It's very difficult, um, you know, finding value on these, on these totals. But I think I have one here. Um, last point on this game just a general point on the Browns who could, who could possibly accept a job there? I mean, every single season, it seems like they're com- completely cleaning house at head coach. And I, I know they were trying to be a little bit more patient with Hugh Jackson this time around. He got what, two and a half seasons, but I mean, they, they draft a rookie quarterback who most people in Cleveland think is their guy. And, you know, they're going to go ahead and grow the system and then they blow it up all, you know, all of a sudden after they've had their most successful season under the Hugh Jackson era. So, you know, it's shocking to me based on some of the things that I've read. I think there's a whole lot of drama and infighting between Haley and Jackson. So maybe it was a relationship that had to end at some point. I, I just think it's nuts. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm seeing Lincoln Riley's name being thrown around, but how could he possibly leave his cushy job in college to take this dumpster fire of an organization? So, those are all my thoughts on this game. Um, anything else you have, or you can go ahead and move into your $500 pick. Yeah, I agree. I don't know who they're going to get as a coach. Lincoln Riley already shot it down. I wouldn't want to move up to the Browns either, uh, but it's all going to have to be based on if somebody really likes Baker Mayfield, I think, and whether they think they can win with them. Cause their defense is great. It's just the rest of their whole franchise is a mess. Um, but for my $500 bet, I'm starting off in the NFL as well. I'm taking a team that's red hot. I'm taking a team who just traded for a player who they're playing the same team, and I'm taking the Texans plus one and a half against the Denver Broncos at home. Kind of at the point where they're like the Raiders, where they're like, you know what? I don't think that we're going to do anything, so let's not get a middle-of-the-round first-round pick. They traded one of their best wide receivers. Uh, It obviously wasn't popular in the locker room. John Elway knows he needs probably a quarterback uh, because I don't think Case Keenum is it. And he also needs a lot of other things to to go well for him. So I think he wants a top first-round pick. Uh, He got an okay pick for Demarius Thomas, who's had lots of drops lately. He started off really good, dropped a lot of balls, but he knows the whole game plan for the Broncos. And he's going to be playing on that team against them. So so I think that's – I know it's not a huge advantage, but I think it's a slight advantage. And plus the Texans are rolling right now. They're filling themselves. Uh, Their defense is starting to finally get – better. They're not great yet. Not as good as I thought they would be, but they're getting better. Uh, I think they continue the role. I think they win this game outright, so I love the plus one and a half. 
So did Thomas even have to get on a plane and move over to Houston yet, or did he just stay in Denver because he's got a, he's got this game on Sunday? <laughs> no, I'm um, sure no, going to fly to Houston yeah. and learn everything. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree with your pick. I you know I don't have a, any action on this game, but I would definitely lean towards the Texans. Um, I, I think when we have these trade deadline transactions, to me it's it's not so much losing a player; it's more like the signal that you're. Uh, giving to your team. I, it really does feel like the Broncos are giving up here. Um, you know, they see the Chiefs, they see, um, you know, the uh, the Patriots and, you know, other teams in the AFC. There, there's just not a whole lot of room for the Broncos to make the playoffs. And I think you're right. I think the verdict is out on, on Case Keenum. He's just not going to be able to elevate you to, you know, contender status unless you have an amazing team around him like he had with the Vikings. So, yeah, I think it's a bad signal here for the Broncos. And then on the other hand, the Texans' leadership is showing you, hey, we're all in. We think we can still make a run at this at these playoffs here. Um, Deshaun Watson appears to be getting a little bit healthier, um, getting more of his mobility back. And I don't have his stats in front of me, but last week he was highly efficient, completing a ton of passes, um, you know, avoiding a lot yeah, of pressure. Five touchdowns which is and only gonna, four, four yeah. completions. Exactly. Gonna, and, and, you know, his thing is always going to be about staying healthy and avoiding unnecessary hits, taking a page out of Russell Wilson's playbook. And he, he seemed to do that very well last week. So, yeah, I think the momentum is with Houston. I think they're the better team. And, you know, I'd be worried about betting on Denver at this point. So definitely agree with you there on Houston. Um, anything else on this game? Or should I go ahead and move into uh, uh, the next round of picks? Nope. Give us. Give us your four hundred. All right, four hundred dollars. Uh, you mentioned Paul was riding with Washington. I've got a pick in the Washington game as well. Going the other side though, Atlanta at Washington. Atlanta's plus one and a half. I'm going to take the points here. I think Atlanta is the clear, clear-cut pick in this game for a couple reasons. So the Falcons, they're off a bye, so they have more time to prep. Um, I think they're looking at their record there. It's not great, but they're three and four, and that put, makes them very much alive in the NFC playoff race. And then just kind of looking at their wins and losses to see how they're doing on the season. They have wins against the Giants, Bucks, and Panthers. And then their four losses, you know, they lost the opening Thursday night opener against Philadelphia. They lost in overtime to the Saints. They lost to the Bengals and the Steelers. None of those are bad losses. I mean, those are all highly competent teams that we're going to see in the playoffs. And so I think when you take into account all the injuries the Falcons have had, at three and four, they're, I think they're much better than their record is what I'm trying to say. And, you know, Atlanta's weakness is in their secondary. I mentioned the injuries that they've been facing. But they actually have a good matchup here because Alex Smith has not been known for pushing the ball down the field. And if you watch the Redskins games like I have been week in and week out, even when they win, Alex Smith just does not look all that impressive. The Redskins are winning with the running game. They're winning on the back of Adrian Peterson. And so I think Atlanta's weakness in the secondary is um, not going to be a huge issue here. So, you know, as a Redskins fan, I'm happy they're 5-2. and two, But I think they're much worse than the record. And I think Atlanta is much better. Give me the points with Atlanta, plus one and a half, $400. Man, uh, one thing, even though I did it last week and it worked out, but it almost didn't, uh, I I always hate betting against my team, especially if they're on a good record. And I know you're you're a Redskins fan. Uh, So I hate it because it always backfires on me. 
Like normally when I bet against my team, <laughs> they'll end up covering, and it pisses you off because you know it's not what should happen. But um, I don't. I was actually looking at this game for a while, and I really couldn't decide. I think it, I think that at home Washington is pretty good. I think Atlanta is better than what their record states. I think they are just like uh, Indy. Indy, I think they're better than what their record states. Uh, the problem is, is that their defense is just so bad right now um, that at home, and uh, I, I get what you're saying, they don't look that impressive, but for some reason, Alex Smith always gets it done. Like, I don't know what it is. He never does anything that makes you go, wow, or how did he do that? But for some reason, he's always winning, and I don't get it. Um, so, for me, the game kind of scares me that I that I couldn't take it at all. Um, but if I was going to take it, I was leading your way. But the Redskins scared me enough that I couldn't do it. So I was out on that game. Well, depending on it, depending on how you look at it, when you're betting against your own team, it's either a win-win or a lose-lose. I mean, if you're betting yeah. against them and they end up winning the game, I mean, you're happy about that. You'd rather win money. Yeah. So, you know, your point on Alex Smith, I think you're right. As long as they – stay on schedule with the running game, they're fine. But when they fall behind, like the game against the Saints, when they fall behind and they have to abandon the running game and they find themselves in second and long, third and long situations, it's a disaster. And the Redskins got blown out in that game versus the Saints. They lost by like 21 points, and it looked even, uh, you know, more of a beatdown than that. Yeah, but uh, I mean, that was yeah, a night with Drew Brees setting a record and stuff. You know, that was more than just yeah. on the field kind of stuff. Sometimes you just can't get out, get in, you know, get out of the way of destiny. You know, you're just going to get rolled no matter what. And that, that stuff just kind of happened. So I didn't really take that loss is that big of a deal, actually. No, I understand. But, I mean, even some of their other wins, like against the Giants or the Cowboys, they won. They only put up about 20 points in those games. So now all of a sudden you have to, you have to face a high-octane offense with Atlanta. And so – I just I wouldn't yeah, like Cowboys my chances. Yeah, the Cowboys have the third best D in the in the NFL. Okay, I mean, what about the Giants though? I mean, the Giants are turning the football yeah, over, so whenever you play them, you have yeah. more time of possession and all that too. So, I mean, we can nitpick any game you we want, me. but I think all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, then I'll just let that one ring and let you move on to your four hundred dollar. But you gotta like that AP signing though. Um, good I'm sorry. What was that? Said you gotta like the AP signing. He's been good for you guys. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he he's resurrected his career, and I was kind of worried because early yeah. on he was, you know, there was a, a story out that he said he wanted to play for Minnesota again because you know their team looks awesome, and so that kind of yeah, worried you said me. That? But I never I think, saw that anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, in the local newspaper, which it kind of worried me because you know Jay Gruden's not the kind of coach you can really manage a lot of drama, but. I think yeah. as long as he's getting his carries, he, he's a running back who needs to be getting like 18 to 25 carries. You can't really spell him and expect him to be productive. But as long as you give him the carries, I think he's having a hell of a season. So definitely happy about that. All right. So for me, I'm moving to the college football world here as my $400 pick. And I am going with Ohio State minus 17 and a half at home versus Nebraska. Nebraska is god awful. They finally just got their first two wins of the year, the past two games. One, they just played Bethune-Cookman, who is awful. 
Uh, they ran the score up on them, but nobody even knows where Bethune Cookman is. Uh, they're going into Ohio State, who needs to win by a ton now and prove that their whole team isn't falling apart as media keeps reporting. Uh, I don't know what's with media these days, but, man, they really like to dig up some BS stories to make people look bad in all sports. And it's, I think it's getting kind of old. I think – uh, not to bring in politics or anything, but Trump is starting this whole thing with, like, fake news. It's, like, made media go even more extreme, like, to things that you're mm-hmm. like, why are you even doing this? Uh, but, uh, so, you know, there's, there's all these reports about Ohio State. I think Ohio State's fine. They're going to still only have one loss. It's going to come down to them in Michigan for the Big Ten Championship, who will probably ultimately go to the playoff. Uh, Nebraska's terrible. They have no defense. The over in this game might be in play, too, at, like, 71 and a half. I'm just not going to touch that. I think Ohio State trounces them. I think Ohio State wins like 52 to like 13. Uh, I think it's just a blowout. I think it's a statement game for Ohio State, and that's why I got them minus 17 and a half at 400. Hey, speaking of the line's going to go up. Speaking of the media digging up, uh, you know, strange details on one's personal life. What's up with these headaches? I mean, is that is that something that's going on with Urban Meyer throughout games, or is that? Is he using that? Is he sticking that out there as an excuse for some of his uh, transgressions the past few weeks? No. So he, he this this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. He did have surgery on his brain. Uh, the, he, he does take medication for the same reason. Um, so I mean, I, I I don't know what exactly he says he wants to keep coaching. I guess it, last week he like fell or last time they played he like fell on the ground on the sidelines with like one, so that was kind of a story. People didn't know what was going on, so he kind of addressed it. Said he still wants to play, just tell, letting everybody know, I got these headaches. It hurts really bad, but I want to continue to coach this team for now and into the future because I think otherwise he was going to have to deal with more stupid reports uh, that are just like false narratives of opinion pieces, really. Right. All right, well, sounds like a good pick. Um, can't say I have a whole lot to say <laughs> in the game. So – what was your opinion on the total? You said you mentioned the total. You on the over uh, or the it's under? Probably the the seventy one and a half. I, I I haven't bet it yet, but I probably will because Nebraska gives up a ton of points. Uh, it's just whether Nebraska can score in Ohio State. So that's why I like the seventeen and a half more than the over under because seventy one and a half is a lot. If the other team's not going to score. Um, so yeah, I I played the seventeen and a half and I get it in before it chops up a lot. Right. Or maybe that's a game where you look at the team total Nebraska under if your book offers it. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. Good um, I'll, I'll move on to my $300 pick here, just rolling through these. Uh, back to the NFL for me. I'm looking at the Chicago-Buffalo game, and Buffalo's plus 10 at home. Crazy amount of points to get as the home team. The total is a 37.5. That's the lowest I've ever seen in my uh, NFL handicapping career for sure. I'm taking Buffalo plus 10. I think it's because I'm sick, and I love taking <laughs> just horribly ugly underdogs in the NFL and hoping that they cash. I took Buffalo – I wanted to take Buffalo plus 17 versus the Vikings earlier in the year, and I put a pull out on Twitter, and everyone told me I was insane. I should have told them to go screw themselves because not only did Buffalo win the game, but they blew out the Vikings and covered the spread. But I like Buffalo here. I'm looking at Chicago, and I think laying 10 with Mitch Trubisky's, you know, cupcake offense on the road is almost criminal. Buffalo has a sneaky good home field advantage, and I, I just think that a young quarterback like Trubisky, who he needs his handheld on offense, 
we all know it. Matt Nagy is scripting plays for him because that's, you know, really the only effective way that he can stretch the ball down the field. I don't like laying a bunch of points with bad quarterbacks on the road. And then I also think there's value on Buffalo because last week versus New England, they played a pretty damn tight game. I mean, if you look at the box score, it doesn't look that way, but I think it was a little misleading with the, uh, with the pick six and all that. That game was very close. Any New England better um, knew it. They were sweating that game out until the final few minutes. So Buffalo's defense underrated. They're fifth in the league, depending on which stats you like to look at. I'm worried about who's going to start at quarterback. We think it's going to be Nate Peterman. Honestly, I think that would be an upgrade over the stiff they put out there last week. I just think this is way too many points at home. When the total is 37 and a half and you're starting the game with almost a third of the points in your pocket, I'm on Buffalo plus 10. I know you're going to say I'm crazy. I know if the game ends up losing, which I don't think it will, I'll probably hear about it on Twitter. I'm okay with it. I'm rolling with Buffalo. They're going to circle the wagons this weekend. No, I don't think you're crazy. I agree. I think Mitchell Trubisky sucks. I think he's nice. awful. And, and nice. people keep telling, telling me he's a good quarterback, and I've tried to tell them the same thing. I'm like, just because he's putting up numbers right now doesn't make him good. He's only good with the scripted plays that Matt Nagy makes for him. And any time after that, for him making any kind of good plays, he's throwing check down behind the line of scrimmage, and his running backs are making the plays. It isn't because of Mitchell Trubisky. He has, like, one of the highest, yard after catches for receivers where they catch the ball and run forever uh, that helps his yard. Like, he has one of the highest in the NFL, which means, mm-hmm. you know, he's just checking down and people making plays for him. Um, I agree. I don't think Mitchell Trubisky is good. Buffalo is a tough place to play. We saw it just this last weekend, uh, Monday night, with the Patriots. Um, their defense is good, so that's always a dagger. Um, it, you're 37 and a half. I've seen it lower than that. I, I know I have. Uh, I think it's going I think down. It's, uh, I think it opened up about 38. It's going down. No, I mean, like, I've seen a lower handicap game. I think in one of the snow games a couple of years ago, I think it was down to, like, 34. Oh, gotcha. Um, uh, but, but, I mean, yeah, in the 30s is low, no matter what. Um, I can't touch that because I really don't know. But I, I would trust Buffalo plus <laughs> 10 uh, more, than, more than I would trust anything on that over-under in that game. <laughs> so, uh, my 300. Who knows? Another – yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, who knows? You know, we have all these great predictions on the game. I've got the Bills plus 10 in my pocket. It probably ends, The game probably ends 12-0, and I go, well, I don't know what the hell to do with the NFL anymore. <laughs> I think they might win outright, personally. Um, I would love to see I it. Think Anderson, all right, go ahead. I think Anderson is still better than Peterman. Peterman is terrible, dude. <laughs> Look, I, I'm never going to say – I'm never going to defend Nathan Peterman as a – even a, a viable starting quarterback. But I, Anderson, I mean, he was bagging groceries a few weeks ago. I think we can yeah, both agree if you've got either of these guys on your team, you've got a big problem. But yep. uh, we're going to have to disagree on the, on the backup quarterback. And that's what should happen. Um, so my 300 off the bet, another living in the college world again, uh, reminiscing, but biggest game of the weekend, uh, almost NFL in college, bigger – Bigger game might be Packers, Patriots, just because it's the NFL, but this might be the actual biggest game of the weekend. Bama versus LSU. Um, for me, Bama is – I bet it early. I already bet it because I think it's going to go up. I bet them at minus 14. I think Bama it should be a 14-point favorite versus anybody in the country. I think they, on their worst day, are a 14-point favorite compared to anybody else in that in college football right now. 
uh, even when it comes to the playoffs, they are just head and shoulders above everybody. They're averaging 32 to 42 points a game. There's no way LSU could ever keep up on that pace with their offense. And I, I even if LSU held them to their worst game, I think two is still scoring at least 28 points. Uh, so for me, I think Bama kicks the crap out of LSU uh, and covers the 14. Two is too good. Might be the first game he gets to play the whole game uh, just to really stick it to everybody. But Bama minus 14, I like it. I might end up taking the over. Mm-hmm. But right now, I really like Bama minus 14. I don't know what to do with this game other than tune in and watch it because I think it's going to be damn entertaining. All I know is that Alabama has dominated LSU the past couple of games. I mean, they're dominating everyone in college football. Let's be, let's be clear about that. So I, I wouldn't have any opinion on this game uh, as far as the side is concerned. Any thoughts on the total? I mean, I, you know, I know that – Alabama's got this electric offense with Tua and everything. Is there any value on the under? I mean, are they going to be able to shut out? Are they going to be able to slow down LSU's uh, offense in this game? Um, what do, do you know? What do you have the over under in front of you right now? Because I didn't write it down. I don't remember what it is. Uh, fifty three and a half. All right. So I think so. Bama's defense isn't as good as it has been in the past. But I also think that it doesn't look as good because their offense scores so quick and their defense doesn't get time to rest. So teams have, so teams have scored a little bit on Bama this year. Uh, I think LSU probably scores a little bit. I, I honestly think Bama could blow them out big time. Any garbage points could put it over. Um, but, you know, it's also in Death Valley and crazier shit has happened. But if you're riding with the minus 14, I think you could probably ride with the over as well. Yeah, I think usually when the favorite covers, you the over cashes its ticket as well. Um, but I can't wait to watch this game. I think it's going to be fantastic. One of the few games in college that I'm going to tune in for. This weekend has some good ones. Right. You got Penn State, Michigan, them. Uh, there's one other one I can't remember. Go ahead. We don't. We only have about 15 minutes left, so go ahead. Shoot us with your $200 bet. All right, 200 wager vision dollars. I'm going back to the NFL. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. This game is always three. The home team is always favored by three. And Baltimore is, in fact, a three-point home favorite here. 47.5, the over-under. I'm actually going to roll with the road team. I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus the points. I think in a series like this where it's always, it's always a close game, something like 13 of the last 21 matchups between these two teams uh, have ended uh, with the margin of victory being three or less. So I think you always have to look to take points here. And, you know, this is one of the first revenge games that we're seeing in the NFL as these division rivals start to play each other for a second time. So when these teams last met in September, the Steelers lost the game 26-14. to 14. But I think that was when Pittsburgh was still kind of in a funk with Le'Veon Bell's situation. I think they're out of it. I think they've been able to put the drama behind them. James Conner has been legit. He's been carrying the running, uh, the running back load pretty much as, as well as you could expect Le'Veon Bell to. So no issues there. And then looking at the, the games that the Steelers have played in since that loss, well, they blow out Atlanta, pretty good team. They travel to Cincinnati and win. That's a pretty good win. And then they blow out Cleveland. So the Steelers have been on fire on the road too. In the last nine road games, the Steelers are 8-0-1, which, which shocked me because I always took them for, um, you know, a team that played better at home 
with that energy at Heinz Field, but they've been a very good road team recently. You also look at the weather. It's going to be sunny, 55, no wind. I think that favors Pittsburgh and their, uh, you know, favorable passing attack. And then also the stats, they're on my side here. Pittsburgh is sixth in the NFL in yards per play. Baltimore, 27th. Not going to get the job done there. I still think Baltimore is an elite team. You know I've been, you know, backing them all year, making money with them. But I think in this spot, this rivalry game, you have to be looking to take the points. Give me Pittsburgh plus three. I think they're going to win outright too. Yeah, uh, for me, I don't know. Anytime these two play, I always just consider this a stay away game because they're both just crazy against each other. I don't know what it is. They bring out the worst slash best in each other, I guess is what you call it. And I never know which way to go with this game. I really don't. I've never been able to get this game right. Um, so, for me, I can't bet on it at all because it's just – I don't know what it is about the game. I just I, – I can't figure it out Who who's going to do what when they do it. Um, I would agree. I think Pittsburgh is a better team, and they already lost, so they deserve to bounce back, and they need it. They need to win. Um, so, I would agree with you, but I just – it's for me, it's a complete stay-away game, and I just – couldn't even get in on it. All right, fair enough. What do you got for 200? So, for me, going to the NFL, I was going to do a basketball game, but I, I realized last week doing the podcast that we gave out bets that were kind of happening, and that's not really fair if people actually want to fade us or follow us. They can't bet it. We're just, at that point, we're just kind of self-indulging in our gambling. We're not really helping anybody who listens, so... I, I stayed away. I was going to bet the over of Golden State versus uh, the Pelicans, but I didn't because the game was already going to start, and I figured that's just not really fair, uh, even though it's, I bet it for real life. And I also bet earlier in the Toledo game, uh, which covered too. Uh, but that over is looking awesome. They're already over 100 points. There's like seven minutes left in the first or second quarter. <laughs> uh, absolutely anyway, crazy. Me, back to the, yeah, it is. For me, back to the NFL, and I am taking the Chargers plus two and a half. Um, I, I just think that they're a really good team. They, I don't think that they should be dogs, but they are. And they're coming off a bye. I think Melvin Gordon will be back, which is, makes them very dynamic. They have great passing uh, threats in their receiving game, plus a great running back. I think they're going to be hard to stop. So, for me, I'm riding with the Chargers plus two and a half. Yeah, I, I can't really bet this game because I think anytime Seattle's at home and they're not laying a whole bunch of points, that's always where I'm going to start. But the Chargers are having a damn good season. Phillip Rivers having a career year. He's got like 16 touchdown passes. He, he's on fire right now. So I, 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 can't, I certainly can't blame you for backing the Chargers here. And, you know, I, I just I, I think a lot of these games where the spread is, is you know, around four or less, you're more or less picking who's going to win the game. And these are two teams that I, I just don't have a great feel for. I don't think there's a whole lot of advantage in, like, you know, a particular spot here being, you know, three straight road games or after a bye. There's there's nothing like that going on here. So more of a coin flip for me. And, and for those reasons, I would stay off. But can't blame me. The Chargers look damn good so far this year. How are you on For them sure. as far as competing in the AFC? You think they're legit? Oh, yeah. they're. I mean, I think for once, I think the AFC, the playoffs, I think it's going to have a lot of really good teams. 
Uh, normally, the NFC is the powerhouse when it comes to the playoffs. Um, this year, you know, you see the NFC East is down. The NFC South is good. The uh, NFC North isn't very good. Um, and then you got the, the the Rams. I think this year the AFC is the power side. I think the Chargers are great. I think that uh, I think that the Patriots are the Patriots. So you know you got that. Um, you got the Chiefs. Uh, you got Pittsburgh or Baltimore. Like I think there's a, a whole lot of good teams. I mean Texas are on fire right now. Uh, I think there's a lot of good teams in the AFC this year. I think it's going to make for a really interesting playoff. I think it might. The, Finally, for once, maybe the Patriots don't make it to the AFC Championship because I think things could get real interesting this year. Um, so I think the Chargers have just as good a chance as anybody else in the AFC right now. Yeah, I think you're right because, you know, the past few years we've seen the NFC being uh, the better of the two conferences. But outside of the Rams, I think every good team in the NFC is vulnerable. I mean, the Vikings with their defensive issues and Kirk Cousins turning the ball over – the Packers, their roster's crap outside of Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, even teams like the Panthers and Saints, you're not whole, you don't have a whole lot of confidence in those kinds of teams week in and week out. So I think you're absolutely right. Very excited for the NFL playoffs to be coming up, and I think the a- AFC is going to send a lot of good teams. So uh, should I go ahead and give out my last wager? Correct. Let's, let's get this sucker rolling. All right, let's wrap it up with this $100 pick. You know, I like to make these bets that don't they don't cash for a couple of months here. So I'm going to go into the futures market here. I saw this on, on Bovada. I think there's a ton of value on this pick here. Philadelphia Eagles to win the NFC, you're getting plus 150. I think there's a ton of value here. I, I really don't get it. I mean, I understand that the Redskins are a game up, which is why their odds are a little bit shorter on this wager. But I think it's so obvious that the Eagles are a better team and all of a sudden Carson Wentz is starting to get healthy a little bit uh, or he's starting to, um, you know, get back to being 100%. I think most of this is because the Eagles started out slow to the year, but they're only a game back from the Redskins, as I mentioned. And, you know, we mentioned some of the trades for wide receivers earlier in the show. Well, the Eagles made a trade of their own for Golden Tate. He's a legit number one wide receiver. I mean, he's going to close in on a 1,000-yard receiving season again. I think they make the Eagles all that – he makes the Eagles all that much more deadly compared uh, – you know, pairing him with Carson Wentz and his big arm. I love the Eagles, and I love their mentality, the fact that they're going to go for it again. They see that their window is wide open right now with a great young quarterback and a pretty damn good roster and coach. I think there's a ton of value here on the Eagles to win the, win the AFC, excuse me, NFC East at plus 150. Although, going to have to stick around to grade it. So, it gives you a good reason to continue watching the show. This is true. And once again, he is betting against his favorite team, HTTR, baby. You're getting no respect by your own fan base. <laughs> hey, it's the only way I stay sane because if, if I go all in on them every single season, most of the time I get crushed, so at least this way I can win some wagers and then be ple- pleasantly surprised if the Redskins come through. This is true, and I actually agree with you. I think even though the Eagles, I knew they weren't going to be as good again this year, they were too too cocky, but they're due to start rolling, you would think now. You would think they got a little reality check. I think somehow they pulled out and ended up winning the NFC East as well, so I like the value bet on that. Um, 
for me, I'm going to do a parlay here, a 3K parlay for five times the money. And I got a little mix of NFL and college. Uh, I was trying to find a prop bet, but I couldn't find any, like, tomorrow night prop bets or this weekend prop bets on uh, points scored by people. Like, two nights ago, I bet uh, Russell West or last night, I bet Russell Westbrook score over 26.5 points, score in the 30s, easy winner. But then I also had Jason Tatum uh, over 17.5, and, and I think he ended up at 16. So I kind of watched there. Uh, I kind of like taking those bets. I think it's almost funner than betting the NBA I don't because I don't pay attention to the NBA that much. Uh, but there wasn't any for value that I liked tonight, and I couldn't find any for the future, so I went with the parlay here. Because I'm trying to mix up all the sports because I get all people like to gamble. Trying to get up, you know, touch the whole realm of sports gambling right now. Once college basketball starts, I'll get some of that in here too. Uh, but for my parlay, uh, starting off here, Chiefs minus nine against the Browns, as we talked earlier. Then I have Michigan State minus two and a half. And finally, my last one is over of Clemson, 61 points. Clemson uh, is playing a team who gives up on average 42 points. And Clemson averages in their last three games right around 42 points. So you know that that in all is probably going to be terrible for them, uh, for for the team that they're playing. They're probably going to put up about 50-something themselves. And easily cover the over-under, and Michigan State is coming off of a decent win, and I think they keep it going because they're trying to look to get back in the top 25 and prove something, um, especially with the playoffs. Uh, they're playing Maryland, who's coming off a huge controversy with this whole hiring D.J. Durkin back and then firing him. So you know that that whole place is on disarray. They don't know what's going on. Uh, so, for me, I think Maryland doesn't even show up for this game, and I have a feeling that Michigan State just rolls right through them. And so, that's $100. I love $100 it. Love the parlor. Be to win 500 Yeah. Very good. Yeah, and to your point, as we start seeing more NBA games being played, I will absolutely be betting more in the NBA. Uh, I did fairly well last year in the association. I just I, I like to sit back the first couple of weeks and see what the hell is going on and see which teams emerge. But, yeah, basketball is my favorite sport. I just so happen to like the NFL as a league more. But I will be providing more NBA picks uh, in the coming few weeks. So, excited about that. Yeah, uh, another note on that parlay. Clemson's a 38-and-a-half point favorite. So, if they even cover, you know that this game's probably for sure going over. (laughs) Um, Right. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I can't wait for college basketball to start. I, I enjoy it. I don't. I'm not die hard like I don't watch it like I do football, but if there's a good game on throughout the week, I'm going to watch it. I enjoy watching sports more than regular television. So, of course, the only problem with my site that I do, it's hard to find uh, like future days in advance lines in the NBA because so many teams are already playing. They don't put lines out for them. And that's why it's hard to sometimes put these bets in here when we do this podcast because they don't do it like the NFL where you have days to talk about it. Um, so, and I, like I said earlier, I don't want to – making bets that nobody can even take part in. <laughs> it's just self-fulfilling pretty much. Um, <laughs> but other than that, you got anything else for us? Um, well, yeah, I, I think that is definitely one of the issues with doing a show about sports betting and the NBA. Uh, one thing that we could do is just say, like, hey, I like the Wizards as long as, you know, the point spread is, is nine points or less, something like that. But, yeah, just a quick technical note. I got nothing else. 
Um, can't wait for this weekend. Should be a hell of a weekend in the NFL and a few good college games, as you mentioned. So I'll definitely be watching that Alabama LSU game, what goes down. But other than that, no, I mean, enjoy the rest of your week, man. Yeah, and, uh, and for anybody who's listening, you want to find out more, go to prosportsnation.com. I have my ongoing uh, top 25 in college football, and the playoff committee came out with their selections. I think that their 21 through 25 are just mostly completely bogus. I think they did a really poor job, and I think the committee always does a poor job. I think it's a very biased committee. Um, I don't think it's fair to a lot of teams. Uh, but anyways, also this weekend is the Breeders' Cup. I'm probably going to go to Omaha, bet on a bunch of uh, Breeder Cup races. If anybody's into horse racing, going to be doing that. I'll probably snap some tickets of what I won or lost, I, I, and I'll be out with my dad and a couple buddies having a good time doing that. Also watching Michigan, Penn State, and LSU, Alabama. Can't wait. Go to com. Listen to Wager Vision. And we're going to try and get Cam on We The Fans podcast. Uh, you can search that on iTunes or on YouTube, and you can kind of see us interact with each other because we have a YouTube channel. Uh, so look forward to that in the future, and thank you, everybody, for listening to Wager Vision. We'll see you in the future. Peace, Cam. All right, be good. See you later. All right. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.